Hello, everyone. I know that's a weird opening. This is winning slowly, but it's it is the indefinite hiatus beginning of winning slowly. And I know those words came out in all the wrong order, but that's okay. I'm out of practice. It's been almost a year, and this is a weird episode. I'm Chris Kreitcho. And I'm Stephen Caradini. And this is our indefinite hiatus. See, Chris, it wasn't that hard. No, this is our indefinite <laughs> hiatus? What? That's not it even is. grammatically sensible. Uh, this is... <laughs> I suppose this is, this the, is beginning the beginning of our indefinite hiatus, is what I was going to say. There you go. And that makes more sense. This is the beginning of our indefinite hiatus. Yes, we're not burying the lead. We're not going to have any episodes, and we're not going to keep stringing you out to say they might be coming. It's a good thing we totally didn't record a 9.0 intro episode and almost release it two months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's good we didn't release that. <laughs> when we finished last season, we got to the point where we felt like we had said a lot of the things we wanted to say. Mm -hmm. We had 24 episodes of a book club where we were able to spool out a lot of the ideas that we had developed, integrate some new ones, and come away with something good. A pretty long season, pretty clearly delineated. It was a lot of fun. And then we took a break. And then... When we reconvened after the break, we still didn't really have a lot of distinctive things we wanted to say other than to just keep using our voice. One of the things we've we've tried with Winning Slowly is always to be saying something distinctive and new, to be pushing ourselves. And we have some ideas of things we could do that way, but they're very large amounts of work uh, and they could be really fun. But I'll tell you a secret, dear listeners. There's a thing that neither Stephen nor I have room in our lives for right now. And that is another project that takes very large amounts of ongoing work. Stephen's closing in on the point in his career where he goes up for tenure. Yep. It's kind of a big deal. Yep. Uh, we're both survivors of 2020 and 2021. That's thanks right. be to God. That's right. Uh, I just got through a breakthrough case of COVID. So double thanks be to God. Because yeah. it... It only sucked a little bit instead of a lot. Yeah. Uh, vaccines are good. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, we knew. We knew. Uh, I think we talked about that a few years ago, in fact. We did. But, Net, the kinds of things we would want to do if we kept going are the kinds of things that take more time and effort and energy above and beyond what we're already doing. Yeah. That we are unwilling to compromise other goods in our lives to give up. Yeah. Like we're to, to accomplish. We're not going to give up caring for our families well, loving and serving our church as well, and doing our day jobs well. Yeah. Uh, for something that would be a really fun passion project, but would cost something out of one or more of those other areas, which are more important. Right. And in particular, both of us have things in our personal and professional lives that we're going to take longer than they usually do to resolve. Because that's why we take mm -hmm. breaks with Winning Slowly. It's why we took breaks. Because, you know, there was stuff that you had to handle and deal with, and we've taken long breaks before. Mm -hmm. But this one seems like, for a variety of reasons, that it's going to go on longer than it is fair to keep pausing the Patreon for. <laughs> Yeah, also, those few of you who, uh, well, not few, there are a bunch of there you. There are a but bunch of you. Those of you who are supporting us, 
your your November refunds are inbound. Yeah. It's just been a long month because I normally would have paused it on October 30th, but instead on October 30th, I was mostly unconscious because COVID. Yeah. So it just seemed like because our ideas were big and our time was not as big. <laughs> yeah, that's a good summary. And because we have ongoing things that are pressing in our personal and professional lives, some of which Chris detailed and some of which we can't. It's it's time. It's time to put Winning Slowly on indefinite hiatus. Now, this is not ending it. We didn't say this is the end of Winning Slowly. The end. We won the end. <laughs> Although in a lot of ways, the things we were talking about seven years ago are now starting to happen in terms of thinking about business structures and thinking about Facebook and thinking about Twitter and thinking about religious people on social media. A lot of the things we were talking about seven years ago in season zero are starting to happen, which is kind of neat, which means that in uh, approximately 2026, people are going to be reading Ursula Franklin and people are going to be like, why didn't we <laughs> know like, about this? You said, what about nuclear power again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said so many good things, but what? <laughs> and the Soviet Union wasn't that bad after I Ursula know. Franklin. Come on. Yeah. I mean, wow. So yeah, it's time for an indefinite hiatus. We don't know when it'll come back, if ever. Is that a foghorn? It was a, it was a tenor trombone. Sounded like a foghorn. <laughs> it was not, I don't think that had the desired effect. I mean, it was, it was roughly right. It was like, wow. That's close. It's close. It just womped a little longer than I meant for yeah. it, too. That's all. <laughs> so, so it's, yeah, it's time. We also wanted to say, Farewell for now in a fitting and proper way. We really, really, really loved making this show. Yeah. It literally <laughs> changed the course of Steven's career mm. and it has had a pretty significant and profound effect on on mine. Yeah. If nothing else for me, I don't think I would have started making the other podcast I made, which significantly altered the trajectory of my career. Yeah. Had we not already been doing this. Yeah. And even beyond that, the sort of sense of vocation that I've had over the last few years has been trying to make a robustly orthodox Christian view of everything legible to people out there. Make, make it, maybe it's not something you believe or agree with. We know lots of you, and thank you all for sticking with us and listening to so many things. We know lots of you disagree with us about some of those core fundamentals, and yeah. it's always been one of the most delightful things about this show. But one of my desires has been, and this has been a venue in which I have been able to practice this, to make that kind of robustly orthodox Christian view legible and comprehensible to people. That even if you don't agree with our conclusions, even if you don't agree with our starting points, that our our angle becomes comprehensible and understandable and to at least a certain degree sympathetic to you. Mm. And then uh, uh, on the flip side, to articulate in a way that others who do share those presuppositions and those beliefs can follow along with and say, ah, this is a good way of thinking about it. And winning slowly has been one of the primary areas where I've been able to do that. And it's been a great joy to me. And it's been really delightful that the few hundred of you who've listened all along the years, a small band, but a really faithful band, yeah. have given us your attention. And particularly in a time when 
we talk and think a lot about attention, and rightly so. In a time when we think about the value of attention and what it means to give attention, and Mm -hmm. the fact that giving our attention is, in fact, giving a kind of gift, you've given us the gift of your attention over these past... Eight. How many years now? Eight. Seven. Yeah. I mean, this year kind of doesn't count, but seven years of active. Yeah. And anybody who's listened along during 2021, even though we haven't yeah. been recording, that's a that's a long time. And we're profoundly grateful for the gift you've given us in that regard. Yeah. And for me, it's been a profound change in the way that I do my work. So from the very beginning, Chris was like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, I don't <laughs> podcast. Why would I? I can't guess. Yeah, sure. I'm up for that. Why not? That's good because I already have a website. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so I was sort of uh, game for whatever, but I did not expect that podcasting would become a part of my career, which it has. I teach people how to podcast now. Mm-hmm. And I... Mm, I knew along the way that I was going to do something more than just research artists and music and stuff, but I didn't quite know what it was. And this podcast was a big way of framing and shaping the things that I care about and things I don't care about, like self-driving cars who are never (laughs) getting here. You mean they're not inevitable? Kevin Kelly thinks they're 10 years away. (laughs) Which means they're like 20 years away. At least, yeah. (laughs) And so... It's a thing that has significantly shaped and framed what it is that I want to be as a thinker and as a person who writes and does work in public. And so there's, from my end, a thank you that you listening every week, every other week, every month, whenever it was sort of encouraged us to just keep doing it. Like, okay, people are listening. Let's, let's do it some more. Like, it seems like people care. And that's been really formative for me that people do care about this stuff. And now in 2021, 2022, when, as I mentioned at the beginning, people are starting to think about like, what if ethics though? It's nice to be able to be like, I wrote about this. I talked about this. I know this. And <laughs> yep. you can talk to it and speak to the moment. And so y'all let me do a lot of wood shedding here and listen to it. <laughs> and I appreciate that. That's very helpful. Very kind of you. Yes. And so we're we're just very thankful that you were able to, in I, I reiterate Chris's viewpoint, give us the gift of paying attention to us. And I think I wanted to leave y'all with a few of our greatest hits as they were (laughs) a few concepts to take with you a goodie bag of notes my personal favorite thing that we explained and worked through on the show is the reasonable but not justifiable distinction which Mm -hmm. i felt like has been useful in my own personal life not just my professional (laughs) life like well, there are reasons you did that, but they're dumb. <laughs> but they do exist. They do exist. I get, I get that. I get your reasons. Jamie, my wife, will quote reasonable but not justifiable <laughs> as a way of summarizing things that she sees in the world around us pretty regularly. And I feel like, <laughs> hey, that that's a win. That's nice. I accepted that idea along with Steven into at least one other person's head. That's great. Yay! I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, you know, from the very beginning, we talked about externalities, what happens mm. as a result of the thing that we're doing. And that's why we don't like Amazon very much, among other things. I, I've sort of become more of a labor fanatic through the process of this podcast. <laughs> so I don't think either of us saw that coming. But like, that's another reason we don't like Amazon. I but mean, in general, it was also surprised that that was going to happen to you than to me. Yeah, well, I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> either way. Uh we we've just had a really good time making this podcast guys like we just crack each other up is the thing <laughs> it's true we cut some of it i cut a lot of it a lot of times because the episodes would have just been that much longer <laughs> and it would have just been i'll tell you a secret and peek behind the curtain a little bit laughing at and with people is great but what's less great is listening to people <laughs> laugh at themselves for like a minute straight as they riff on something dumb. Yeah. And so a lot of times what you all would get is this sort of condensed, punchier version of it where I made the timing just right mm -hmm. so that you would get the comedic effect mm -hmm. of the thing that cracked Stephen and I up. And then I would cut the amount of laughing we did afterwards in half or a third or something like that. Yeah. So you could laugh at and along with us, but without it dragging on interminably. <laughs> That's right. So... Anyway, what I was trying to say there was that externalities are a reason, one of the reasons that we are not high on Amazon. And we hope that as people continue to go on and think about tech companies, that externalities would be more and more considered as we go forward into um, whatever ocean trash climate change world we encounter as we go on. One of the other things we, uh, we take away from this podcast is that Stephen doesn't know how to say the word forward. I don't. I can't do it. <laughs> forward. <laughs> I say forward. Every time. <laughs> it didn't used to. This is the best part. It happened after you moved to North Carolina. Not sure why. I didn't know, I know anyone why. else in North Carolina who said it that way. I don't know why but either. it was after he moved. And yeah. now here we are forever. It's I just forever. I, when it, even when I try to say it, I want to say forward. It just feels weird and sounds weird. It's forward. <laughs> forward? Forward? I can't do it. It's forward. We also insist that all of you listeners remember at all times the four-dimensional axis that <laughs> helps you think about structure and agency and change in the world. And if you're not thinking four-dimensionally, you're doing it wrong. Oh, my. So, that season and that's not was including, wild. Like, that one of those axes kind of was time, but it's a different set of four axes than the space-time Yeah, and then axes, you got to keep so. moving them through time. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that's right. But... Structure and agency. We do hope you keep thinking about that keep and how individual agency and structural and systemic pressures both matter, which who knew when we were starting to talk about that in, was that our 2015 or 20? Yeah, it had to be our 2015 yeah, season. Something like that. That the next five years were going to be six years. We're going to be people, people arguing the whole internet wide. No systemic is, no individualism is like, guys, we already said both. Just go listen to season five. We covered this. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but for real, go listen we, to season we five. Did. We covered this. We did. It's it's wild. And so, <laughs> you know, we we definitely want people to think about differing perspectives. We tried to take on perspectives on this show that didn't always jive with ours, and we tried to take them seriously. Mm -hmm. We tried to respond to them, and sometimes we came away saying like, "But it's still a bad take." But we thought about it seriously. Right. Um, and sometimes we came away saying like, well, it's a good take, but it's just kind of hard for us to grasp and grapple with. And that's good, too, is to say sometimes things are just hard and that's how they are. And It's true. So it's really 
a joy to be able to have a concluding episode like this, to be able to say, now is the time, let's do it right. Yep. Chris and I still like each other a lot. We're going to text each other pretty much every day as we used to do and still do and will do. So it's not like Chris and I are changing any aspect of our relationship. This is not Simon and Garfunkel (laughs) happening here. No, no, quite the contrary. Yeah. And so thanks y'all for being here and for hanging out with us, really listening to us work through the world, technology, religion, ethics, and art. Just about everything that exists. Just about everything. <laughs> yep. And, and I hope that you come away with, from winning slowly with, I was thinking as, as I was prepping a little the other day mentally for this episode about some of my favorite things, especially from season eight. We read a few years back, very early in the show, Alan Jacobs' 79 Theses on Technology for Disputation, yeah. which continues to be one of the more formative individual essay-like things I've ever read on technology. Mm. And we also read Jacob's The Year of Our Lord, 1943, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And that was a pretty significant book for me as well. Mm-hmm. Really, really important work. But, and, together, I also really liked that at the end of last season, we read Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore. Yeah. And the image that I hope you all keep in your head is the image that I have in my head from that episode, and that I hope Winning Slowly in a way has been in the midst of a lot of the tech critical discourse, as well as a lot of the tech utopian discourse of Alan Jacobs rightly standing there saying, kids, this is bad. And also Robin Sloan writing a delightful, wonderful book and saying roughly, as I put it in in that episode last year, ah, it's all right, Uncle Alan, it's going to be okay. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. And those two things are really very much, I think, a summary of much of what we've been about on this show. To be able to say, on the one hand, there are real grievous ills in the world, many of them technologically induced and mediated. There are real problems that are worth solving. There are serious and substantive problems that are worth dealing with. And yet, we can still be people of good hope. We can be people who are joyfully embracing the good in these things as well as rejecting the bad in them. And so maybe both grumpy, grumpy uncle Alan and happy nephew, Robin Sloan, both. Yeah, man, that's how it is. It's that we want to be people of good hope looking at the bad things and saying those are bad, looking at the good things and saying those are good and saying just because there are bad things does not outweigh the good in our estimation, in our perceiving, in our weighing, but also that there need to be more good things and less bad things. We should work to make that happen. should know that we are not the ultimate creators or enders of anything. Indeed. But that we are engaged in the story of being part of creation. And that with that great hope that we can affect things, but that we are not in charge. And therefore, when things go well or badly, we are not to despair. And sometimes people do despair when things go well. But to know that this is the world we were given, if you're born into it, whenever you were born into it. That includes you, archival listeners, going through in 200 years and figuring out what the heck we were up to in this podcast. That's the world you were born into, and we're still talking to you. And you you work to make it better. 
and you go through and sometimes you make a podcast, sometimes you write a blog post, sometimes you talk to a friend, and sometimes you just sit and think. And those are, those are things we hope that you take away from Winning Slowly. You can also replay the episodes if you want to. Like, they're still there. It's true. They're still there. They're going to be you there. You probably want to skip season zero. I actually am fine with season zero. I mean, comedic value. I'm fine with season zero, actually. I've come to accept <laughs> what it is, <laughs> its limitations and its strengths. I mean, we talked about things in season zero that matter now. It's true. And I think that's good. But the audio quality. Oh, oh it's my so soul. Bad. It's so bad. I said I had to accept its flaws, and there are flaws. There are big, very are big flaws. flaws. But it's it's what it is. It's what it is. And there are, you know, there are some episodes throughout, scattered throughout, not common, but scattered throughout that are a bit of a mess. But there are some great triumphs, just like yep. any endeavor. And so... We hope that if this encouraged you and you're sad that Winning Slowly is gone, that you make your own version of Winning Slowly, whether that's a conversation or a podcast or a blog post, whatever it is. Keep us posted. Our emails will still exist. Hello at Winning Slowly will still get your occasional emails and also many, many spam emails. So many spam (laughs) emails. Please stop spamming us. I want to be on your podcast. That's not that kind of podcast. Do you need more listeners for your podcast? Not that way. A few few closing up notes here. We're going to take the money we have left from supporters. Again, thank you. And we're going Blow to... Blow it in one, Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that much money. We didn't have that many supporters. Yeah, that's true. We're going to do the work to keep the lights on for the next five years. And we'll keep the show up for a long time. But we're going to start by using it for what you gave it to us for. Mm. And we'll take whatever's left after that kind of next five years worth of registration costs, which is basically all we pay for and give it to the internet archive. Yep. Cause that's a thing. Yep. Uh, as Steven said, hello at winning slowly.org will continue to exist. Assuming that Twitter does not just implode at some point under the weight of the black hole. That is its own discourse madness. Yeah. At Winning Slowly will still exist. You can still tweet at us. We might occasionally retweet things from that account if we like them and yep. think they're winning slowly-ish enough. Yep. And two other notes here that I think are important. One is all of our content remains, as it has ever been, Creative Commons licensed attribution. All you have to do is say where you got it. You can still turn this episode into a dubstep remix if you the want. The system is down. The system is down. The system is down. And the podcast is down. The podcast is down. Thank you for listening. I have no idea where Steven went, but I assume he'll be back. Ah, my computer almost died. It wouldn't have been a good Winning Slowly episode if I didn't have some sort of technical (laughs) problem. (laughs) Woo! Confirmed. (laughs) What an intake. (laughs) The podcast is down the podcast. I mean, we did talk about Strong Bad, so... Seems fitting. Ah, that's great.